You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. Forerunners by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And we are back. Yes. The Run, Run Duo. Duo. I am Tommy. And I am India. And episode 24. 24. Yes. How we doing, India? I'm doing well. I am doing well. Chuggling away. <laughs> it is week <laughs> six of my uh, DC Cherry Blossom training. So mm-hmm. I'm, well, I'm about to go into week six. So I'm feeling good. So you're going into week six. When? Okay. Remind me again the date. April 7th. Okay. All right. April. Yes. All right. So you you still got some time. You still I have some time. I it mm, I had I was it was so funny this morning when I woke up. I was looking at my refrigerator because that's where I keep my training plan. And I put sad faces next to the days that I didn't train, just uh, so that I know, like, because like, okay. I check off, like mm-hmm. I'm a checkbox type person. Yeah. So I check box. I do a checkbox. So I did a checkbox for the days that I did do training. Um, and then I do sad faces for not. And I calculated how many days I've missed, and I'm like, okay, that's about maybe about two weeks or a week of not. So I'm like, all right, that means you did a 10-week training plan, so you got to keep it going for the next couple <laughs> weeks until going through. So I'm not too bad off, but I'm I'm doing well. That's good. Just order some new shoes. You order – oh, um – I had ordered some Adidas Energy okay. Boost, Energy which boost. is what I trained with for my marathon for Chicago last year, and they work well for me. So I've been having shin splint issues and some more IT band issues lately, and I'm like, I got to order some new shoes. So I ordered some new shoes. They'll be in tomorrow, and I'll be ready to go. Good to hear. That sounds yes. like you're ready. Now, I need you to straighten your face when you are training with Ayana, because you <laughs> you be looking <laughs> like Can you, you are so annoyed. <laughs> dude you out there with your good friend it is and you be out there like that's because i'll be ready to go like my rolling weekends, eyes and, my week, and it's not purposeful <laughs> it's really not Ayanna, i love you it's not purposeful but literally i'll be ready to go or i'm dreading the miles or it's cold and my my weekends are really packed so yeah, when i wake up yeah. in the morning it's like i gotta go do you these miles go. and then i have to done. go do my stuff so i'm ready to get it done so i'll be focused well i am gonna give you some kudos though what? Um, the um, Mitchell Brownlee family. We got. We went and got that killer bread. Yes, man. <laughs> it's good, right? Man, and let me tell you, I almost, I almost kind of, I was like, I was in the bread aisle and uh-huh. I saw all the different ones. Yes. And I was looking at the one because I ended up getting the one that's like seventy calories, that's mm-hmm. seeds and all kinds of yeah. other good, good stuff. Good fiber. And I was like, dude, I'm not gonna buy this five dollars. It five ninety nine. But they have the loaf. what is it called the the white bread done right or something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And I was about to just go ahead and get that. Like right, let me right, start right. with that. Right. I said nope. If I'm doing it, do it I'm all. Gonna, do it right, man. It's good, right? It is it's so, so good. We made garlic bread out there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you can make anything good. out of it. So Dave's killer bread. Mm-hmm. Is amazing for those that potentially like Ezekiel bread. It's another alternative to, and it's good Ezekiel bread, whole grains. It has fiber, it has like everything packed into this bread. Yes, yes. And it's not something because I know a lot of times Ezekiel bread is frozen. It's not a frozen bread. It's out of the regular bread section. It is five ninety nine ish a loaf, but it's worth it. Yeah, and I mean you know like Heather uses it. She does the um, avocado toast avocado toast yeah. i love avocado yeah, she toast does the avocado toast yeah i pretty much just eat it like if i had pasta i eat it with my pasta mm-hmm. i used it when i had the beyond um meat burger yes. i put it on there so oh good. and i did that i did the beyond meat with the vegan cheese mm-hmm. uh, vegan cheese is not the yeah. world yeah because it, yeah. it don't even melt right so <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just but, be on there. <laughs> but honestly, I've been using because I only we don't, we had the burgers like once, but I've been right. using the vegan cheese like on my. I make eggs almost every morning, mm-hmm. and I put it on there. And it because it's in the skillet, it will melt pretty good. Right. But I definitely feel much better after good. eating. I don't feel as heavy. Right. So um, I, I do like the uh, the, the vegan cheese. Yeah, exactly, good. exactly. So. Thank you. Kudos. Yes, kudos. yes, yes. Thank you. Little small things. Yes. Now, um, I am mm-hmm. uh, a month out. Yes. Yeah. So month out, and I do this every time I run a marathon, except the first one because I didn't know what I was doing that time. But every time I run a marathon, a month out, that's when I cut everything out. I cut out alcohol, which I, I, I'm not a huge drinker in the house. Right. Um, I cut out um, processed sugar, which is cakes, candies, that kind of stuff. Um, and I cut out music. On my runs because mm-hmm. I feel like, um, like I haven't had music on my runs the last week, mm-hmm. and I run better. Nice. I think I don't know if I'm worrying about the music or I'm listening to the music too hard, but mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely ready, mm-hmm. ready to go um, for for Publix. It, it, I feel light on my feet. Um, actually, I ran three days. I ran eight on Saturday, ten on Sunday, and then seven on Monday, mm-hmm. and the best out of all those runs was a seven. Nice. On Monday, I felt, I mean, which I was surprised. I thought I would be kind of fatigued, mm-hmm. but I was not. My 10-mile run, though, I ran in the city, mm-hmm. and I run a loop basically around the city from Edgewood and around and back to Edgewood, and I ran across um, hot chocolate. Nice. So okay. I saw Good. all kinds of people in the hot, like, everybody was like, you going the wrong way. Right. Yeah, I saw GK out there. Um, um, you could have just ran a race and tacked on some stuff and got well, you a medal. Well, I, I thought you know, and I and actually, when when CJ was here last time, right. I kind of looked at my training and thought about it. But yeah, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I just I was like, it's a good chance it might rain, right. you know, something like that. And I'm just not. You want to do it on yeah, your own schedule, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't want to have to, but so um, I'm ready for the for the marathon one Yay. month away. I, and actually, when I posted about one month away, I found quite a few other people that I didn't know that are actually going to be running a marathon. So I feel good that I might have some. Good. Some running partners with me out there at uh, the Publix Marathon. Okay. Well, I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited for you. Um, I will be out there probably spectating and giving you some cheers. So I'm really excited for you. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, it's going to be nice because in the beginning of my training, I was like, you were dreading it. I was like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, not that I'm going to go out there and run anybody's PR, um, Mm -hmm. but I I feel I can go out there and finish strong, mainly because, you know, I did the Hanson Marathon training method. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. Well, I am very proud of you, and I'm glad that you're sticking to it. And we're going to, like Heather and I mentioned, uh, we're going to hold you to the no food and no fast food and all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it actually, as you get in the train, it gets easier to eat healthy, you know? Yeah. Because you want to feel good on your run. Exactly. You don't want to feel like bloated and you feel it yeah because the thing about it is is that i'm as a runner you feel what you eat like you oh, yeah. really do you feel it you're like oh i feel that fry or i feel that whatever like yeah. you do feel it and so. like whenever people go well you know you, like you were talking about you put sad faces on days you don't you take off that yeah. you didn't do your training yeah you do that because you know somewhere in that 10 miler yes you're gonna feel that day that you missed yes i'm and, gonna yeah, feel all them two weeks all that, that I and <laughs> you're gonna feel the day that you had that honey bun or exactly. you know whatever so you're definitely gonna feel it, it and i guess like definitely. for me i'm I did. I decided to sign up for the Cherry Blossom because I needed a race to reboot my running, like getting back into running. Because after mm-hmm. running 
Chicago and then going right into running the race. Like I really took time off, not only because I was not like physically healthy, a hundred percent healthy, yeah, but I just needed a reboot. So, and I feel like go, doing a reboot as a 10 miler was a healthy goal for yeah, me, yeah. but I needed something. So, Hey, I'm just taking it and whatever. 10 it looks miles like. is, a, is a fun, is a fun distance to me. Yeah, 10 miles is a fun is. distance. I love half marathons. Like mm-hmm. half marathon is fun. It's, it's, it's pushing you enough to where you can put it all, leave it all out there on the pavement, but you're not like super drained like you are with it. And you gotta be marathon. strategic with the half marathon. It's right. not like a 5k that you kind of <clears throat> just go out there and run it yeah. and whatever, whatever you really have to be strategic yeah. up with it. And so this weekend, I'm actually going to be trying see how my half my 5K time is. I haven't run a race in a while since the race, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do the Atlanta Union Mission this weekend. So I haven't done that race or ever done that. That's race. a 5K. It's a 5K. Yeah. Um. How do you like? Well, how do you run 5Ks? Like, what's what's you just are you like a I'm gonna go all out 5K or mm-hmm. how do you run 5K? I don't go all out 5Ks. Mm-hmm. I feel I try to see where I am with with. It's weird with my racing speed. So, like, for me, of course, when you run a 5K out on the street or when I run a 5K just out on the street running, I'm not putting my all into it. I don't have the anxiety going. I'm not Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. Whereas when I do a race, you get more excited and you're going faster and you're doing Mm -hmm. those things. So I may not be at top level because I don't want to get injured because I'm in the middle of training. But I do want to just see, am I even mentally race ready? Meaning mm-hmm. that being at a starting line, getting through it, not getting letting your anxiety go, like mm-hmm. just literally pulling back and not doing as much, but just kind of seeing how your body feels. Because being race ready is very different than just running. Well, like, there's and, a difference yeah. between a runner and a exactly, racer. I tell exactly. people that all the time. Yeah. Like, I am a runner that also races. And yeah. so that is something that's different. Now, am I on the front line with the, no, I'm not that, but I'm still racing against myself. And there's a difference between that. Exactly. Now, I um, and I completely understand what you're saying on that. I personally, well, I used to run not all out, but I used to have a strategy of fast, slow, fast mm-hmm. for my 5Ks. Like I'll get into a groove and right. then like try to finish strong. Yeah. Um, but being out there and seeing all the people in the uh, 15K mm-hmm. reminded me why I like to race. Yes. Because it's, it's not exciting. even. It's just you see all the people. Mm-hmm. Like you see, you got so many friends Motivation. that are yeah, exactly yeah. that out there running and you know that sort of thing. So you know, I, I am looking forward to that part of it too that I miss. Yeah. So my thing and, and just this is triggered kind of what you think what you said about slow fast slow mm-hmm. or sorry fast slow fast so i am always a racer that jets out the gate mm-hmm. so i am that runner which i'm trying to learn and i trying to learn and do better with and i feel like i need a running coach to help me with this <laughs> <laughs> but i jet out the gate because i'm so excited and i just go 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 yeah. and i go that first mile that i'm like mm. like everything <laughs> is gone out of me and yeah. then by the next couple miles i'm drained and i have nothing left in the tank so i am trying to learn and do better with easing into my miles uh-huh. and then picking it up and that's something that i don't do well so that's something that i'm trying to do better with and so 5k's 10k's help me to scale back a little bit and learn how to do that well yeah and actually i think this going through this retraining that i've been going through from like being way out of shape to i'm in halfway decent shape um is because in races i no longer am trying to be at the front i'm trying i want to be in the back and i start out slower and i've noticed you can start out slow and still be, mm-hmm. you, can catch you know, up. yeah, you can mm-hmm. catch up or, you know, be right there. Because a lot of times I think you're not tired. It's just excitement that kind of wears you out, like mentally, mm-hmm. you know, because you're, you're taking off and, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yes we, we got races coming. It's yes, race season. Yes, we have races coming up. I have three races in, coming up in the next couple 
situation. So I've got um, Atlanta Mission 5K this weekend, and then I'll be doing Road to Gold next weekend, which I'm really excited about. And I've been seeing some – that's the Atlanta Track Club race that um, people that live here in Atlanta can run the Atlanta – um, the Olympic trial route. So we'll be doing 8.2 of the miles that they will be doing for the marathon. So we can do that. Um, so I'll be running that next weekend. And then I'll also be doing the shamrock and roll 10 K and all of these races are within my training plan. So, yeah. um, I'm expected to do a 5k this weekend. I'm expected to do a 10 K the weekend that shamrock is. And then I have, they got eight miles on the books for next weekend for my long run. So it all works out and I'm able to do that. So, Races are coming. Races are coming, and I'm excited. So it's time to time to get back on it. And, again, signing up for races keeps me going. So what we got for the people today? So speaking of races, I wanted to mention I am really excited about Road to Gold um, coming next weekend. And there are some elite runners that are actually going to be coming, people that are um, have already either qualified or will be running Road to Gold in um, – in 2020 here in Atlanta or the Olympic trials here in Atlanta, they're going to actually come to the race. So I'm really excited to see some people. I don't know about you, but that weekend, it's not just a race for me. Like it's just, it's exciting because the elites. Yes. Like to see the elites and then also being able to see people and not everybody that is going to come here for Atlanta is going to run that. Um, But I just think that it's interesting that people are going to come, you know, test it out. And the fact that we can actually run those roads and see what they'll be running and Mm -hmm. they're going to be looping it. We're just doing one loop, but they're going to be looping it several times to get the 26.2. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then of course, um, the Marine Corps marathon, I don't know if you heard about it, but they are adding a 50 K to their marathon. So the same day that they're doing the marathon, they're doing a 50 K. So are you, so it's basically same like registration type stuff is, is similar to signing up for the marathon, but it's a longer distance. I, I guess I'm just wondering how, is it something that they loop back onto the course, or is it going to just stretch the course out? I don't out? think those logistics have been put out there yet. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. but I think that it's it's exciting that they are going to that they're going to do it, and I think that's people embracing the ultra marathon running. Like I think that that is that's exciting, and for people that don't do marathons because it's not enough for them, and also for people that are marathoners and want to challenge themselves, like to have that option, I think is great. I mean, I think it's a, a great option. I definitely say people who run ultras are are different. They have a different mindset to me sure. than people who, you know, run marathons. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be interested to see what that course looks like because um, Marine Corps uh, is not an easy course. It's mm-hmm. not one of those courses you go out and, you know, oh, I'm going to PR it's on. It's not a Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm interested to see what, what they do as far as adding to it. Mm-hmm. Um, which they probably have plenty because where it ends, it went, it ends like off on that highway. Mm-hmm. So I guess they probably have plenty space, space that you can go up and then mm-hmm. loop back around to, mm-hmm. to do the same finish as the marathoners. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's going to be great. And um, to find out those logistics would be awesome. And to see if anybody's going to sign up for it. I think it would be oh, great to have, kind of yeah. – you're going to have some yeah. people. I think um, you'll have a lot of people that sign yeah, up Yeah, I think there's going to be people that are really going to try. And then for people that are marathoners and are just wanting to push themselves and get to something do, new, it's going to be good. Yes, exactly. Anyway. Hi, doctor. We have an amazing <laughs> interview coming up, and I am super excited about him. Um, so we have a Mike Awardian, which is the winner of the World uh, Marathon Challengers, seven marathons, seven days, seven different continents. That's coming up really, really soon. So 
We are about to have him come on. He's been waiting for us. Are you ready, Tommy? I'm ready. All right. Here goes Mike. All right. And we have our guest on, and it is Mike Wardian. So you all probably have heard about Mike. He just completed the World Marathon Challenge, the 777, seven continents, seven marathons, seven days. So hello and welcome on to the Run Duo, Mike. Hey, it's so nice to be on. Thank you guys for having me. You're so very welcome. Oh, our pleasure, Mike. And I see you have a running dog there in the right. background, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you is could. That, is it Rosie? Can, yeah, Rosie is, uh, is excited. I guess the UPS man's here. He, oh. he, likes, to, well, that's... he likes to come every day. I'm, it's so funny because I'm, like, secluded in the, like, quietest room in the house, and I can still hear her. Yes. It's, it's completely fine because I have a dog, and every time India shows up, yes. he goes crazy. So I completely understand. And it's funny because Rosie has an Instagram. and Rosie, oh, really? Yes, okay. Rosie has an Instagram and is usually with Mike a lot. So I, I follow and see Rosie in all of, all of her great pictures. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My my wife is uh, Jennifer, and she does. It's Rosie Vishla runs is uh, her Instagram, and uh-huh. she does a great job manning the account. So um, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. She's uh, she's definitely. I, I was actually when you guys were calling in, she was doing a like a Instagram story Aww. of uh, Rosie. <laughs> So, so you guys, you guys didn't get the Rosie found the loudest uh, toy in the toy box and was chewing it right next to the phone. That is so. so she funny. said, "Oh, that'll be perfect. That'll be perfect for your interview." Right. She's <laughs> like, "Cues barking as soon as we start." <laughs> that is hilarious. yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. <laughs> so, Mike, obviously, like I've, I've I've been following you prior to um, you doing this marathon, the seven marathon challenge, and I know is this. This is your second one, is that correct? Uh, yeah, it's it's really funny. This is like you know, it's a once in a lifetime type opportunity, right. and uh, it's my second time doing it. So, um, no, once in a lifetime. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you shouldn't. It shouldn't be possible. But yeah, I, I was lucky enough to get to to do it twice, and um, it's it's been such a treat to. Um, uh, what made it kind of interesting is the first time I, I did, you know, pretty well and I ended up winning it and setting the fastest average time of like two hours, 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. this time was a, a bit of a different route, um, seven different locations all on all seven different um continents. But um, just, a, you know, I, I didn't run quite as fast, but um, I, I, I think I'm actually more pleased with the way that I was able to kind of overcome some obstacles on the mm-hmm. on the second journey through the um, world marathon challenge in the 777 uh then the first time you know there was there was um you know a little bit of illness thrown in mm-hmm. and a little less sleeping and um you know just just some logistical challenges with some of the courses and mm-hmm. uh and then um at the end, I actually added on three marathons to uh, try to set the ten-day world record. Yes, you uh, did. Ten yes. marathons. <laughs> yes. So, 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 like it was all around. It was it was similar, but just you know, a, a kind of different, unique experience and a, a whole different group of people. And um, so that's 
you know, one of my favorite things is um, being able to kind of interact and, and kind of get to know uh, different groups of people in different areas and different cultures and mm-hmm. also different um, parts of the world. And so, like, the opportunity to, you know, be in seven different uh, continents in seven days and, and to do something I love to do anyhow, it's like, yeah. It's amazing. It's something that, it, yeah, that, that I would take advantage of as, as many times as I can, for sure. <laughs> right. Well, now, um, Mike, just for people who may not know exactly what that the, what the World Marathon Challenge is, kind of explain it to them, um, you know, in layman's terms, what actually it is. Yeah, that's that's a great where a uh, great place to start. So um, it's called the World Marathon Challenge. It's put on by a guy named Richard Donovan and his team, and they. Um, they set up a um, a course in uh, seven different continents. So um, you're running in Antarctica, uh, Africa, Australia, Asia, Europe, South America, and North America. And you do that in seven days, um, and you run seven marathons. So that's 26.2 miles or 42 kilometers for um, your listeners that are overseas, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and... This time in 2019, the locations uh, we everybody kind of met up in Cape Town, South Africa, mm-hmm. and then from there we took um, a, a really actually I was surprised I thought we were going to take like a, a a Russian like ice class like kind of cargo ship, but we ended up taking like this really fancy um, nice plane that you two used for their last tour. Nice. Uh, to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy, man. It was the <laughs> nicest plane I think I've ever been on. Uh, but we flew that to Antarctica. So the um, World Marathon Challenge was 40 different people from around the world uh, that were competing. Um, I think 37 or 38 of us did full marathons. So the standard, you know, 26.2 miles or 42 kilometers. And then two of the individuals did a half marathon, so mm. like 21 kilometers or 13.1 miles. Um, and the first location that we ran in was Novo Ice Station, which is a Russian-owned um, uh, research facility and base in Antarctica. So it's kind of about five and a half hours from Cape Town flying time. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. uh, we touched down there, and we ran uh, a marathon there kind of on the runway, basically. Um, and then we got back on the plane, flew back to Cape Town, ran our second marathon about 13 hours after starting the first marathon. So we, uh, and the, the kind of tricky part about that is, um, Antarctica was pretty cold, not as cold as it usually is. So it was about 32 degrees Fahrenheit or about zero Celsius. Mm. Uh, and then the next, uh, you know, the next marathon in Cape town, 13 hours later, it was about a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. And so your body is just like, Hey, what's going on? Um, and so that was, that was a big challenge. Plus, you know, just having two so close together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from Cape town, South Africa, we flew about 20 hours to Perth, Australia. Um, and we had a couple stops on the way and ended up getting to Perth in the middle of the night. And we started running, uh, our marathon there, um, which was amazing. They have a they have a marathon club um, that's based in Perth, and so nice. they opened up their clubhouse to us, and they had a a small track uh, like a circuit that we could run on, uh, which was 
terrific. There was a great course and just a beautiful time to run. We ran from about, I don't think, one in the morning until sunrise, so like six or seven in the morning. Nice. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, they did such a nice job. And then from there, we had a big flight to Dubai for the fourth marathon, uh, and that counts as Asia. And so we ran uh, on the boardwalk on a place called Kite Beach there, kind of overlooking like the Burj Khalifa, which is like the biggest, one of the biggest, uh, if not the biggest uh, building in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from Dubai, we went to Madrid and ran on a Formula One track, uh, which was really, really kind of cool and unique. Um, It was surprisingly, like, hilly, though. So Mm. uh, the marathon had about 1,800 feet of climbing in it. Um, Wow, okay. Yeah, which was, was, you know, quite a bit for a marathon, uh, especially a road marathon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then from Madrid, we flew, so that was our fifth marathon, and from... Uh, Madrid, we flew about 18 hours to Santiago, Chile. Uh, We did our sixth marathon there uh, in a little park, and they had great support. Again, it was another nighttime run, so, um, you know, most of the city was asleep, and there's, you know, these 40 people (laughs) running around around the little park. Uh, Right. They're like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it was funny because we we actually – we took showers in like this boxing gym and like the people were like, what are these people doing here at like four in the morning? And right. then by like six in the morning, like people are coming in to do their workouts and, you know, we're trying to get back on the plane to go to the airport. So, um, you know, we're kind of in and out. And then uh, the, the race uh, finished up in Miami. So that was the uh, final leg of the, the world marathon challenge. And that was run, uh, in South beach. And again, you know, we started about 11 o'clock at, uh, I guess 11 o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock at night or something. Okay. Um, and so then we, uh, kind of finished in the middle of the, the morning and then, um, that was fantastic. It's a, you know, really nice, uh, organization that puts it on there and they had great support for us. And then, um, my family and my wife, uh, Jennifer, and our two boys came down, and mm-hmm. um, so it was nice to kind of have them at the finish line of it, and I ended up uh, winning the challenge again, and then uh, the next day, I, uh, so I finished at like, I don't know, midnight or something, and then later that evening at like 7 o'clock that night, I ran a marathon here in D.C., yeah. uh, and then I continued to run marathons the next two days to um to get up to the 10 marathons in 10 days and um yeah it was it was kind of one of those unique things where you kind of set a big goal and you're not quite sure if you can do it and how it's going to work out and uh, you have bumps along the road but it's um you know super rewarding when you you know that you're you know have a chance and then you have people that are willing to help you and then um, you continue to execute and, you know, things go the way you want and it turns out, um, that you, you do what you're, you set out to do. Right. And I mean, it's amazing that the way that you are able to explain just kind of how the trips work. Cause I think when I first talked about, I talked about you in our last podcast, but I, um, oh, mentioned wow. it. Cool. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to see if <laughs> I can get them on. But we talked about you in the last podcast and I mentioned it to Tommy and I just said, and the first thing he asked me, he was like, 
how are they doing those travels like with the distance and the getting to the different continents in the time frames but you explained right. like the the night running and basically some of the trips were very quick some of them were not and basically you're not running like a regular marathon getting up at seven o'clock in the morning or getting up and starting at seven o'clock in the morning you're ran you're running at random times of the day because of the time chain differences yeah exactly no basically the the way that it works is you uh, fly, uh, you you run a marathon, you get on the plane within two hours of the last person finishing, uh, and then you fly as long as you need to to get to the next place. You land, and within two hours of landing, you're running again. So it's, you know, it's, it's pretty full on. Like you're changing in the airplane or in customs lines or, um, <laughs> you know, you know. You, you, and you know, by the end, you're not you're not even like waiting for your big like you might have one big bag that's under the 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 airplane, but most of the time you're you're taking like your change of clothes that you have and you're changing on the plane before you get off. So it's you know it's pretty weird. You see like this fancy plane show up and then like all these runners like stumble out, right. and jump on like Literally. A, a little. <laughs> people mover and everyone's like what the heck's going on and you're like walking through line and you're like you know split shorts and singlet and yeah. um <laughs> the custom agents like uh, i think there was actually one place we got to where the <laughs> i think it was australia they were like what's your hotel and where are you? and we're like we're not staying like and they're like well you need an address and we're just like oh and it was in santiago too like i actually like I couldn't get through the line because the customs guy wouldn't let me through, but somebody else had got through and he just couldn't figure out that like, no, we're just going to this Parca Americana and we're just going to run. And then we're <laughs> I'll leaving. Be back here in, <laughs> I'll be back here in six hours. So right. like, <laughs> like, he's like, but, but you, you need an address. I'm like, there is no address. <laughs> yeah. There's not one. And they're like, what? Yeah. Wow. yeah exactly and then i was just like what are we supposed to say you know right. but you know it all works out and they were cool they just didn't know how to code it right because right. they're like okay you know it's just it's just one of those things where you just need to do it for the paperwork but it's, sure. that's what that's the cool thing that you figure out with like travel is like most of the people are pretty you know pretty no matter where you are in the world like everyone's kind of after the same thing and mm -hmm. you know especially like there's, there's hopefully not a big threat from a bunch of runners showing right. up. So um, <laughs> might be a little yeah. strange, but it's not necessarily a threat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, that's that, that's good. And I mean, I think the nice thing is like having uh, Richard and his team, like, you know, they're a first class operation, so they kind of line up all the logistics. Like, cause, I mean, you could probably do it on your own, but like, yeah just like getting the course certified and like having right. aid stations and like um, knowing where you're going and like having um, having like the transportation all dialed in and um, you know getting everyone where they need to go it's like yeah. you know having somebody that knows how to get all that done and, and make it work in an efficient manner and you only have 168 hours so like you can have a couple of things get delayed but you can't you can't mess up uh because then you've you know you you ruined your opportunity to kind of do what you've intended to do and so right. definitely you so know being able to being able to get it done is, is pretty incredible right and nicely ex executed like all of the time and the people and everything
Yeah, that yeah, was going to exactly. be like my question because you kind of answered it when you because I was going to ask. So basically, every one of these marathons, that team, his team sets it up. So these, you're not joining any already set up marathon at all. Well, exactly. And so, like, their, their, their team, he has a team that travels with him, but then he also employs uh, local teams that set up the course. And so he'll have the, the guys on, on the, uh, the airplane that are, you know, the timers and the doctor and the um, kind of uh, lap counters and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, that, that travel with us. But then he'll also have, like, a, 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 a local team that's, like, arranged for, like, the water and, like um, – set up the course ahead of time and like made sure that it's certified. And so like, it's pretty cool to see them marry up. Like, so they'll drop in their guys and they'll hook up with the local team. And then all of a sudden, you know, 20 minutes later, it's like, line up. Okay. Three, two, one. All right. We're running. (laughs) Right. So it's not like, like for instance, when you ran Miami, my, the actual Miami famous marathon was um, a week, prior to him running Miami. So no, it's not a like a the regular race that we would go yeah, into. It's yeah. them actually sanctioning and doing their own race for some Correct. Days. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it, I mean it's hard to find a race that's like a line you up know, with mid, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that 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 would I mean I think uh you could probably work it like I remember the time we did it before, it was, like, almost everywhere we were going that weekend, they were having their marathon, like, in Morocco and in Dubai and um, I think even in, like, I don't know about Australia because it's their summer, so most of their most of their marathons are in our summer just mm-hmm. because it's the inverse, right, because right. it's so hot. Um, but, yeah, it, it would be kind of hard to marry it up with a national event, but, like, I was actually thinking for my 10 marathons, like I finished on a Saturday, like I could have like flown to like rock and roll in New Orleans or mm-hmm. something and like jumped in there. But mm-hmm. I was like, nah, I, I want to actually like after all that travel and not really sleeping, it was nice to kind of be home and, right. um, and just get, uh, on the same course, even though my, the course that I did here in, in DC is, is a place called Haynes point and it's super windy. So, mm-hmm. you know, being able to be somewhere else would have been kind of nice, but we actually had relatively good weather. It was a little chilly the last day, but the other two days were some of the most beautiful weather, you know, I've had in a while. So nice. it, was, it was a nice, a nice place. And, uh, I just wanted to be close to the family after being gone for yeah, so long. Sure. Yeah, sure. and having that support too, and you know, flying back and forth and all that is a lot. Now, Mike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how how do you? I, I guess first off, the first time you did it, w- was it just on a a whim? You just saw that people did, it and you're like, oh, I want to try that too. What made you decide to do it the first time? No, the first time I I actually it's it's a funny story. So I heard about the the world marathon challenge, uh, when I was running a marathon at the North pole. So I was, um, I was running the 2014, um, UVU North Pole Marathon. Hold on that a second, Richard Mike. Donovan. Tommy's laughing at you because he's. My God, do you <laughs> he just chuckled. Run any, he said, "I just randomly running at the North Pole." Santa was out yeah. there. Right, you know, Rudolph yeah. was there. Rudolph was there. No, just, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it, 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 no it's, it's totally. Yeah, it, it's completely, uh, completely like a true story. Okay. Like, so I was. 
I, I was, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a marathon that, that the same, um, the same guy, Richard Donovan puts mm-hmm. on at the North pole. And so I was there, um, and I was there because I, I'm used to be afraid of the cold. Like I, and so I was like, I want to, I want to challenge myself and do something that's kind of way outside of what I'm comfortable with. And like the North pole gets the like negative 40. And so it's, it's full on legit. Like you get, mm-hmm. you know, frostbite if you're not careful and your eyelashes freeze. And, mm-hmm. um, so I was, I was running that and I finished and I ended up being able to win that race. And I'm talking to Richard and he's like, I got this idea to do seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. And I was just like, what? Like, it was like the first time. It, yeah, seriously. I was like, I was like, how do you even, you can't, like, it doesn't, you can't make it from, you know, one to the other and then right. run a marathon. Like, how would you even do that? And he's like, no, no, I figured it out. I, I can do it. Like, um, and I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. And then he was like, Hey, it's, um, you know, I'm going to charge, I think he was charging like 30,000 euros, uh, at that point. And I was like, Oh, um, I'm going to need to like, I'm going to need to like figure out how to like cover that. And so, uh, in 2017, uh, I decided I really wanted to do it. And, um, I, convinced my wife Jennifer I was like I really want to do this um I don't know if I can you know get any sponsors on board and she's like okay you should do it you know it's a once in a lifetime thing and so I wrote him a big check and then um and then I I went to work trying to see if I could um you know get some people to help me cover it and I ended up um you know being able to find some some sponsors that were you know interested in being a part of it and so um you know it worked out but like it was it was pretty scary you know when you're writing like you know yeah. you know a big a big check like that to you know see if um see if anyone finds it as interesting as you do right um and luckily like you know i had um a big company t-mobile like uh this guy john uh Legere, he's a he's their ceo and he's a big runner and he he thought it would be pretty interesting and then i had like my you know normal sponsors that i have like hoka one one and jinji and compressboard and um i uh have medstar health were a big supporter on that and sweet green and so um I, i i'm pretty lucky to you know have a bunch of people that are uh excited about me being out there and and kind of doing what i do and um, so um, being able to kind of leverage that and, and get, um, get the opportunities that I do, I, I definitely don't ever take that for granted. Right. I mean, and the, the most amazing thing, cause I don't even think, and I think this is Mike, I think this is the humble part of you. I don't think at any point of this, we, you've mentioned how the time that you've been crushing these marathons, like you're doing sub three marathons with, within these days. Yeah. And so I think that that's even more amazing even for me like as a as of obviously tommy and i as runners but we're not running sub three marathons no. <laughs> right. well, but that's and, amazing and, well thank you but to be fair there were two of the races that um the race this time in antarctica i ran a bit slower i think i was like 316 yeah. and then the race in santiago i think i ran 304 mm-hmm. uh, but the average was yeah sub three for the rest of them and i think it was weird because it was actually kind of cool uh, that I got faster 
as the marathons went on. And right. my fastest, my fastest, yeah, was um, uh, the last, the tenth of my ten marathons. I ran two forty four. So um, yeah, that was that was I think one of the things that pleased me the most was like I wasn't sure how I was going to feel and. You know, when you're in it, you're like, wow, like five, five marathons in, you're like, how do I, how am I ever going to do five more? And then, um, you know, each, each one that you do, you're like, wow, I actually feel okay. And then like, by the end, I was like, wow, I am just invincible. Like I feel so strong, (laughs) but, 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 but that's like the, that's the, that's the, the part where you have to like, and I was lucky because I had like my wife and, uh like my brother and my family and and my um trainer jesse and and some of my sponsors were like you did a great job like and before that before the 10 marathons i did the hurt 100 miler so Mm -hmm. like i had i'd had like you know in three weeks i'd had like you know a huge you know a chunk of effort and so like everyone's like, Hey, you should probably step away from the edge, you know? And I was just like, no, I'm like, you know, and that's the part where you like, you know, you feel invincible and then you can end up, you know, overstepping where you should be. And so like, um, I'm glad that, you know, I had some people that I trust and that, um, that are looking out for me say like, Hey dude, you should, um, you should just, you know, take it, take it easy this week. And so last week I, you know, I, I kept it pretty easy and, uh, I'm trying to, you know, be really mindful of like what I've asked my body to do. And, um, and so I've, I've been, I've been trying to be a good boy. And so like, I, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that bodes well for, you know, I've got some big projects coming up and, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, have, have good results in those also. Gotcha. So, I mean, I think that that was something I was going to ask, like in the process of doing these seven, not even seven, let's just scratch that, doing these 10 marathons, like what was your recovery and in between like, and kind of how did you fuel your body nutrition to be able to continue? And also the fact that you are not at home, your, the hours in between time, like how did they support that in the midst of being able to continue? Like, how did you even prepare or kind of pack for that? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's actually one of the biggest challenges on this um, this kind of journey is like not being, you know, home where you have like the food that you're comfortable with and um, you know the kind of uh, support that you're used to having. And so, like, uh, it was it was tough because you know you're flying into you know Australia at ten o'clock at night and you're leaving at like six o'clock in the morning. So it's not like you can just go to like even anywhere at the airport and, and get food. And so like in Australia, it was nice. The, the, the marathon club made like a breakfast for us and they had like, you know, eggs and sausages and oatmeal and muesli and yogurt and fruit. And, um, so that was, that was, that was really nice. But then, you know, there's other places where, you know, you're just kind of relying on what's on the airplane. And, and I was impressed with like what a good job they did with like snacks on the airplane. But like a lot of the, there weren't a lot of like big meals, I'd say. Um, like, and even a big airplane meal is not a huge meal. Like, you know, it comes in a little tin tray. And so, um, you know, that was, that was challenging. I brought as much food as I thought I needed and I definitely didn't bring as much as I should have so like mm-hmm. I think like that's that's one area where I could have really improved but I think 
just being um, cognizant of, you know, refueling your body is, is a big thing. And then I tried to stay pliable um, and flexible and, and do some mobility stuff on the plane. So I had like a lacrosse ball. I had like a TB12, like foam roller. Uh, there were some people that had like the hypervice drills that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Like you could kind of like use those on your legs. And then some, some people uh, were nice enough to loan their Normatec boots out to people. Um, and then it's, it's really about, for me, it's like, you know, kind of staying active after you finish the race, uh, getting in some, some kind of nutrition. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, just calories. It's like whatever your body's craving. So like, uh, you know, it could be like potato chips and other times, like most of the time I'm craving like fresh pressed juices or something, you know, but like, that's a little bit harder to get. Like, so, uh, sometimes you just can't get what you're hoping for, but right. you just got to get something in, uh, and then staying up on the hydration. And so, um, you know, th- those, if you, if you, I feel like if you can do those couple things, like, uh, your body's pretty amazing. Uh, I didn't even really sleep that much. Like that's something else that I would like really try to improve if I did it again. Mm-hmm. And, and I said that I would try to do better this time than, actually the first time and I think I actually did worse this time so like um you know I'm I'm hoping that like I can learn from that and actually like I've been focusing on my sleep and I'm very proud like last night I ended up with like nine hours sleep which is like so like double what I normally get so like I was um yeah I I mean it's you know it's baby steps like you know tonight I probably only sleep like two hours but like whatever like um you know you have to start somewhere Yeah. And I think something that's very key that you've been mentioning is the fact that your body can do this. And I think it's that's the kind of thing that I talk about of mind over matter. Like you you put your mind to something that you wanted to do and you didn't allow your mind to fail in result of your body's going to keep doing it if you put your mind to it. So I think that, like you said, five marathons in, you're like, oh, shit, how do I do five more? (laughs) But you knew that you wanted to do it. You sought out to do this and you're like, I'm going to crush it. And you did that. Right. Well, and I, and I think that it's incredible. Like sometimes, and I was actually doing an article today with um, a person and and we were talking about like getting in a flow state. And, and I think like a lot of the times, like uh, we're a lot more capable than we think we are. Mm -hmm. And if we, if we're able to kind of turn off like the, the bad voice I you sometimes call yeah. it, you know, like you have like the bad mm-hmm. voice on your head that's like, oh, you should quit. It'd be easier to just sit on the couch and, you know, watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible what, what you're able to do if you're almost willing to just kind of get out of your own way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, if you can, if you can kind of find that uh, ability to kind of let go and, and just let, let your, let your body kind of do what it's capable of, especially, I mean, a lot of times we do so much work to get ready and um, we can kind of self-sabotage our, our, our experience or, or our race. And, um, you know, if, if we, if you've done the work and, and you can continue to like problem solve during the event and, and leading up to the event, like it's, it's only, you're only kind of limited by, uh, yourself. And so I think, you know, obviously, you know, it's, it's, you're limited also by your training, but like you can, you can get, you can get 
and do so much more than you think you can. Um, and sometimes it just takes like turning off a little bit to be able to access that. For sure. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. When you are actually all rested up, what type of times do you run in marathons? Because, I mean, you're running sub three after running five marathons. What do you, what's your PR? So my PR is from 2011 at 217.49. And so, but last year, my fastest marathon was 231, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot more, uh, a lot of longer stuff last year. Um, and so I didn't, I did, some, you know, I think I still did like 15 or 16 marathons, but I didn't really have any where I really broke 230, which my son was quick to tell me the other day, which I thought was funny. <laughs> like, wow, you didn't even break 230 last year. But, um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, uh, uh, something that, you know, I think I, I think this year I probably will, uh, just having like already got 10 in and, and to have some, you know, pretty good runs with, um, with some of them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely off my PR the the times I was running, but it's it's surprisingly um, well, not, or I guess not surprising. Like it's kind of difficult to string them together and then to you know stay up on your nutrition. And then yeah. I think one of the biggest factors is um, just kind of staying healthy for the entire length of the trip. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so like I ended up getting a little bit of a stomach bug. Uh, the fifth and sixth day so like uh kind of at the end of madrid and then going into santiago and um that that's really debilitating and so like being able to kind of overcome that quickly is is kind of key to being able to continue to do well and um and so yeah i uh I'm definitely hoping if I ever get the chance to do this once in a lifetime again Mm -hmm. uh, thing again, then yeah, I can, I can improve on those times. I would like, I would like to think. um, And then hopefully this year I'll, I'll be able to break two thirty. And and my goal is, is still like I kind of a a goal for later in the year. I have a a big project coming up where I'm going to try to run across Israel. So that'll be um, a, a thousand kilometers and i want to try to do that in 10 days so like 100k a day um but after that you know hopefully i'll be able to do some shorter stuff and kind of focus on the marathon and i think a dream would be to uh, uh try to get back to the olympic trials so i qualified for three olympic trials in 2004 8 and 12 and i didn't uh make the time in 2016 but i think it'd be be really cool to kind of be able to earn a spot back at the Olympic trials. And so that would be something that I think in this, in the fall would be a, a really good goal to go for. Wow. Yeah. Olympic trials right here in Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It is. Exactly. exactly. We'd love to have you. Yes. Love to have you. We'd yeah. love to see you here. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta earn my way there. So yeah, exactly. it's, you know, it's, especially if, if you haven't broken two thirty in a year or so, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's going to be a big, uh, a big push, but, you know, I think, you know, being able to get some quality runs in and then, you know, getting my legs back after these big projects should, um, should, you know, give me at least a shot at it. Exactly. Right. That's awesome. And I didn't want you to Mike to think that I was like saying, Oh, well, you're not running PRs. For, that's not what <laughs> no, I'm saying. No, 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 saying. No, I, I, I want awesome. to know if you could do that. And what you know, can you do on, row, rested like, well, yeah, on rested legs? On rested legs, what you could do. Yeah. But 
tell us why you decided to do the Guinness. Why did why did you decide to do the ten and ten? Um, what 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 clicked in your mind to go? Well, you know, I've done this seven and seven. You know what? Let's let's just go ahead and add three more of those and see and see how that goes. So what 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 clicked to make you want to do that? Well, it's actually it's it's funny. So in two thousand seven, I thought about doing the ten in ten days, um, and I I couldn't make it work because the the seven and seven ended in Australia, and then my wife and kids and I were going to New Zealand um, that next week, and so. I had to fly back from Australia to pick up my wife and kids in Washington, D.C. And so I flew home on like a Tuesday, got home on, I think, even the same day, like technically, but it was like, you know, 25 hours of flying or something. And then left on that Thursday for New Zealand or Friday with my family. And so I just didn't have enough time to run the three marathons uh, afterwards. And I had seen this 10 marathon record. I don't remember if it was runner's world or running times or um, something. And so I knew that it existed and I was like, dude, if I do the seven, like it, it would be pretty cool to try to go for that. And it just didn't work out the first time. And then when I saw that the seven and seven ended in Miami, I was like, Oh, I can totally do that. So I could either do one more marathon in Miami and then do the other two in DC, or I could do, uh, you know, all three in Miami if we wanted to stay in Miami for a couple of days. Um, and so I, I reached out to my friend, uh, this guy, Chris Farley at Pacers. Um, and I said, hey, would you be up for, you know, he's got a timing company and they put on events. I was like, hey, would you guys be up for like doing three marathons uh, for me if, if I uh, can make it work? And he's like, sure, that would be awesome. And so I was like, nice. okay, cool. And so, um, you know, it, I guess it's, you know, I thought about doing it first in like 2016, 2017. And then it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, not often you can find mm. 10 marathons in a row. And um, and so to be able to do 10 and then also add, like, the seven continents, I just thought would be, like, kind of an awesome challenge and, like, awesome. uh, something like, wow, like, c can I even logistically do that? And then um, can I make it work, like, as far as um, being able to, like, physically do it and then mentally do I have, like, kind of the wherewithal to do it? And then... I thought it would bode well if I did do, um, if I was able to accomplish it, like, well, that'll help me, you know, have a good feeling going into trying to do this, um, this big fastest known time across Israel. And, you know, the 10 days kind of marries well with the 10 days uh, of the estimated time it'll take me to do the Israeli national trail coming up here and hopefully March, like that's, that's the goal. And so like, we're trying to, work on all the logistics right now just to make sure that that is able to happen mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. makes sense so i know that there are a lot of listeners that are listening right now that are like probably would love to do the challenge the at least the seven <laughs> the seven continent seven marathons now, the normal challenge yes now of the right. 40 people that went with you was there a variety of uh, paces and you know experience or did, were there stipulations around that because like for me I would consider you an elite runner right mm -hmm. so for me I would and I made this comment on the last podcast I said 
I would assume that majority of, and this is just an assumption, and Mike, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. I would be, I would assume that most people that would take on this challenge would be ultra marathon runners. Like that's how you're kind of trained is to do the high miles and like this is kind of your thing um but i could be wrong but can you give us do you know kind of out of the 40 people that went kind of what the is was there a lot of different um experience levels of the, of yeah. the participants yeah no it was it, it's really cool because it's um it's actually a really diverse uh group of people like um, you have, you know, kind of high-end uh, elite athletes, like you're saying. Like, there's a, a couple for sure, uh, but then there's, you know, just regular people that are just out to do something incredible. And mm-hmm. so, like, there's there's people that end up like it's a pretty generous cutoff time in in most of the races. And so, there's people that are, you know, walking it. Uh, like run walking it um so you know just trying to get it done um i think actually um there was there's you know some older people there was a guy named dan who i think he's actually um the old speaker of the house's father-in-law maybe Mm. or um and he was he was amazing, man. He would just power through. Uh, and then I had a, a friend, Ginny. She's she's a walker, and she did the half marathons, and mm-hmm. she would um, she would just get you know get them done. And, and she's you know run all over the world, but I mean she's just she's just out there for the experience. And mm-hmm. I mean she's she's one of those people that you see and you're just inspired by. And then mm-hmm. uh, you have people that um, you know just are uh, getting into into these kind of like long events and then you have people that have done like you know racing the planet races where you're carrying all your food and gear on your back for a week and so like there's a, there's a lot of different um kind of experience levels and expertise um but what's what's cool is like they're small courses so like you know i might have been like one of the people in the front. Um, but I get to see everybody that's out on the course and they get to see me and we're all kind of inspired by each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's incredible to watch somebody, especially like with a loop course like that, you get to see like, you know, most of the time when people watch a marathon, they see the beginning and they see the end Mm -hmm. and they don't really see what happens over the course of the race. And even when you're running with other runners on a point to point course, like, you can see the people in front of you and you see their back, the back of them right. and you see the people next to you. But mm-hmm. like, it's, it's not often you get to see their, their facial expressions and really kind of see the anguish they're going through mm-hmm. and the journey they're on. And, and so like, I think that that was for me, one of the coolest things. And then also the nice thing about an event like this is, you know, a lot of times you're running together, but then you're eating together, you're traveling together. Um, you know, I had a seatmate, this guy, Eric Tozer, who's a type one diabetic. And I learned all about like how, um, he, you know, has to live his life and he's dealing with, um, you know, trying to monitor his blood sugar. And I learned, you know, what that looks like and, you know, what kind of challenges are involved with that. And, um, so there's this whole learning about everybody else that you get to go through on, uh, on a kind of a event where you're, you know, becoming 
very close with a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm pretty yeah, sure it was you cool. have. Yeah, it, listen, you've educated me <laughs> for Definitely. sure. And I didn't even know there was a half option. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. She's over here planning trips I'm right sure, now. I'm like, huh, <laughs> like, what can I do to get this on a bucket yeah. list before age, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, for sure, man. And there's no, and that's the cool thing too is there's no like, uh, you have to do it this year. I mean, right. there there was people in their you know late seventies that were doing it, and so nice. like, it's um, it's definitely something that's achievable, and um, they'll do a great job taking care of you too. And so that's the nice thing is like, um, Richard and the team. I mean, they're top notch, and mm-hmm. they know they know what people are capable of, and they give you every opportunity to kind of get it done. And so. Um, that's what I think is so cool about it. And, and, you know, if you're up for an adventure, like this is, this is definitely one you'd want to try to take advantage of if you can. Yeah, definitely. Do you know, I guess, how do they choose? I'm I'm pretty sure it's not like hundreds and thousands of people that are entering. Right. I mean, obviously it's it's an experience. Obviously we know that it's a price tag, but like, you know, there's not several people entering, but do you know, like, does he have kind of maximums of how many people he can take in and kind of how do people, I guess, get chosen to be able to do this? Yeah. I mean, there, I, I, usually it's, you're just kind of limited by the space on the plane. So mm-hmm. this year there was about 40 spots for uh, athletes. And so you're kind of capped out on, you know, how many people can fit on the plane mm-hmm. uh, along with the staff. And so that's kind of how he does it. And then, um, and usually it's kind of just a first come first serve, like, mm-hmm um the way i understand it and you kind of you know submit your uh, application and you you know put a deposit down and then you kind of lock up your space and then as it gets closer you know you kind of have to keep um keep uh keep current with the balance on that and then you know if you're able to come up with the funds and be able to you know ask for the time off from work because i mean that's the other thing is like you know, people might be really interested in doing it, but, you know, you only have, like, you know, if you're an American uh, working in, you know, our culture, you might only have two weeks of vacation, right, right? or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, that's, that's where it gets a little tricky is, like, um, you know, do you have enough time to get off? And then, um, you know, it's always a crapshoot as to when the race is going to start because the weather in Antarctica is, mm. is not something that, you know, is guaranteed. Um, so, um, you know, there's those kind of logistics. Like we ended up, you know, getting a little behind and we missed our flights. And so, you know, you had to pay for flights twice. And so, like, there's, you know, just there's the cost for the event, but then there's getting to the event and getting home from the event. And, right. Um, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty, uh, intensive amount of, um, travel and expense, but I, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that I would have rather, you know, put, put those funds towards, you know, right. so, um, you know, it's, it's for me, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a really special thing and, and I can't believe I've got to, to take part in it. Twice. Right. <laughs> twice. Yeah, twice. Twice. Yeah, and yeah. you see yourself going back again next year? Oh, I don't know, man. I would definitely consider it for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, if, if they, um, if they had a spot and, you know, I was able to swing it, it would be something I would, I would highly consider. I mean, there's, there's a lot of other projects and 
mm-hmm. and places that I want to go and mm-hmm. things I want to do. But um, this is definitely something that, you know, I would, I, I could see, um, you know, doing again if, if given the chance and having the opportunity. Well, Mike, I mean, talking to you, yes. and it's the way you talk about, like, your, your goals and the things that you do, you do it so, like, nonchalant. Yeah. Well, yeah, I ran 10 and 10, and, you know, I decided to do it. I woke up on a Thursday, and I oh, decided. I just ran to I mean, North Pole. But, and... So that really tells me that you are someone that, you know, you find a goal, and you're not one of those people exactly. that go, well, I can't do it because of such and such. I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. You figure out a way, and you get it done. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of to wrap it up for, for our audience. Kind of tell us if somebody had a goal, whether it be to run 10 and 10, 7 and 7, or just run one marathon, what, what kind of advice would you give them when they have a goal and they maybe have an obstacle as far as logistics, money, things like that? Um, how would you sell, tell them to get through that? How would you, you know, the mindset you need to get through that sort of thing? Well, I mean, I think that's, that's uh, a great question. I mean, I think that's something that comes up you know, more often than not, right? I mean, there's uh, and the great thing about, you know, setting these goals. And, and I would say um, the thing that you know, motivates me is you, you want to set a goal that's uh, a goal that gets you excited, right? Like uh, it's something that is kind of out there, kind of a stretch, kind of scary, kind of something that you're not quite sure you're going to be able to achieve. Like mm-hmm. those are the kind of goals that uh, allow you to kind of wake up at 4:45 in the morning and and put your shoes on and go out when it's snowing and um they, those are the kind of goals that uh help you you know say you you have a logistical problem or you know there's a financial burden like mm-hmm. those are the kind of goals that say like oh well, I'm going to reach out to you know I I got told no by 15 companies well I'm going to reach out to 30 companies today to see if uh, they want to be a part of this and, uh, I'm going to, you know, do what I need to do to try to put myself in a position to excel. And so like, I think just having that mindset of like, I want to get this done and I'm going to figure out how to solve it and, uh, how to kind of get where I need to go, uh, I think is, uh, really important because, and I, and I don't think people mean this maliciously, but, uh, you guys have probably had this too, is like, you'll say like, oh, I want to, you know, I don't know, I want to run a marathon and people will tell you, oh, you know, it's bad for your knees or, right. um, you know, I knew a guy that ran a marathon and died and yeah. like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's going to, you know, I've heard that marathon isn't good or like, um, and I don't think people mean it maliciously, but you know, those are all things like if you're not in the right mindset, like that can be stumbling blocks. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think, um, you know, being able to say like, oh, that's too bad. Like, I can't tell you how many people have told me like, oh, you know, your knees are going to go and, um, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, what are you going to do when you can't run anymore? And like, I, I mean, I understand that and I appreciate that those people are looking out for me, but I also feel like uh, I want to kind of choose my own path and, and try to get where I want to go. And, um, a lot of times that means just kind of um, taking what people are, are telling you and you kind of process it and you say, thanks very much for that. And then you kind of go on and <laughs> do what you want to do. And so like, um, and so I, I think like, but if you have a goal that you're not committed to and it's not your goal, and I think that that's important too, is, you know, doing it for the right reason. Like if you're doing it because you think it's going to impress your friend or, um, you know, it's because, you know, somebody else wanted to run a marathon and that's not 
kind of where you want to spend your time and energy. Uh, I think like kind of clarifying what your ambitions are and where you want to be and what you want to do, I think goes a long way to allowing you to overcome things. And so uh, making sure that you know, you know, why you're doing it. And then once you got that why and that motivation, like you'll find a way to get it done. For sure. Sure. That's that is that a is perfect great. way to, to wrap it up. Do you have yes. anything else to ask of India? I just want to say thank you. And um, honestly, I'm very inspired <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the um, the ease of communication and you being willing to come on to our podcast and be able to talk about this. And I think you're right. Like you have to have the personal mindset that you need to to reach your goals. And, you, you know, there's always going to be out someone out there that's going to say something that can be discouraging. But you have to not allow them to get you to that point. And I mean, honestly, Mike, I appreciate you. And I'm sure the, pre- the when our listeners also appreciate you and just inspiring them to do more and just knowing, I mean, at the end of the day, your body will do what your mind will allow. Um, and you have to just really um, stay on top of that. And congratulations. And yes. I look forward to you officially submitting your information for the world record. And just, I look forward to that and the, the excitement that you're going to have when it's official stamp on that. And that's just amazing. So congratulations from me to you. Yes, definitely. Congratulations. (laughs) Well, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. It was so nice to talk to you, and I I can't wait to uh, see what you guys are up to and look forward to staying in touch. Awesome. Yes, please do. Yes, you got it. You got to make it to the trial so we can we can meet. Yes, we want to see you here in Atlanta. You got to make it to the trial. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's 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 great motivation for sure. Well, let me throw this shade. Uh, Um, Are you? Do you do local races in DC at all, Mike? Do you do a lot? of like uh races there or do you mostly like travel Corps, that kind of stuff no i definitely do so mm-hmm. I, I think i've done marine corps it was my first marathon and i think I, it was weird i was looking at it the other day i think i've done it 14 or 15 times now okay. and um <laughs> and so i do like uh, I think this year I'm definitely going to be doing the Cherry Blossom 10 mile. Yes, I was um, just about to say that, Mike. I said, because I will yeah. be there. I will be in Atlanta. Uh, oh, cool, yeah. I mean, I will be in D.C. Uh, yes. that weekend running. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I think I'm actually, <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be one of the speakers yes. at the um, at the expo. So, yeah, definitely swing by and say hi. That would be awesome. Yes, I yeah, will definitely sure. do that. I, Mike, I was about to throw shade on Tommy and tell him, well, I'm going to D.C. soon and you're not. So I'll be able to meet Mike in person. And you will not. So there we go. Okay, <laughs> I'm really well, cool. excited. There go, there I will ensure to make that happen, and then Tommy can just meet you at the trials in 2020 because we're gonna claim it that you will be able to crush that sometime this year, and you will be in Atlanta for the trials. So I'm really excited and, and happy for you. I like it. No pressure, right? I like no it. pressure. Yeah, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. You're so very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So I don't know about you, Tommy, but that was a great interview with Mike. <laughs> Man, I mean, how you off the cuff tell you tell me that you're running in no- on the North Pole? Right. First off, there's no <laughs> land in the North Pole. Right. So what you running on? What I mean, you, you just on the polar ice cap just running? <laughs> Listen, leave it to Mike. He is running on everything. So definitely he is an awesome person to follow and just being able to see him. And this was a thank you, Mike, again, for um, coming on to um, the Run Duo. And for those that don't know, you can find him on Instagram at Mike Wardian, M-I-K-E-W-A-R-D-I-A-N, if you want to follow his journeys and all the great things that he's doing. So 
Yes, another great episode. Tommy. Another one in the book. So, yes. India, how yes. can they get in touch with you? So you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore Indigo, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore run. So that's I of Indigo runs, and that's an underscore in between each word. You can also shoot me an email if you have any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you want to ask me. You can DM me on Instagram, or you can find me on Facebook at India Cook is the name on Facebook. Um, and you can find my, you can send me an email at milesfromindia at gmail.com. What about you, Tommy? And you can reach me at tmitch68 on Instagram or thomaswmitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. Perfecto. Thank all right. you all. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Yes. Peace. Peace. Peace.